This week on the Fake Outrage Report, how to properly hit on girls you're serving at Starbucks, and why you shouldn't toy with 13-year-olds' emotions. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fake Outrage Report. Phil Causey here with you as I always am. Sandeep Sen, back in the house this week. How's it going, man? Yes, feels good to be back. So you had a big week. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty big week. I was at uh, um, the Trial by Laughter Comedy Festival in Indianapolis, uh, made the finals, uh, got past the quarterfinals and semifinals, and uh, didn't win the thing, but it was super fun. Performed in front of like 300 people, um, a few shows, and uh, yeah, great time. Met comics from you know all over the country and uh, just hung out. So that means you lost in the finals twice this week. Right. I'm, I'm a t- <laughs> two-time loser in one week. <laughs> awesome. And then I got back to Indianapolis. I, I got back from the airport, went to Comedy Fight Club, which is the second thing I lost. From Indianapolis, not to Indianapolis. From Indianapolis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was the second they lost, which was yesterday. Yeah. Battled with uh, Jake Vevera for the Comedy Fight Club belt. Uh, Jake took me down and actually the, uh, the creator of comedy fight club and the MC of the whole thing is here with us tonight as luck would have it. Yes. yes. Thank well, you. Matt Marin. Welcome to the show. How's Thank it going, you for man? having me guys. I'm good. Yeah. That was Sandeep versus Jake. They went against each other a couple months ago and it was a great matchup and this was the rematch. It was great again. Um, uh, but I mean, Sandeep, Sandeep went through a whole tournament and won the tournament to qualify <laughs> for the championship match. So I feel like you were selling yourself short a little bit there, saying you just lost in the finals. He went through a rigorous tournament. Yeah, um, you had to be like seven people in a row many, to qualify to lose to Jake Fever again. Yes. Like, right. It was five matches, I think, I had to win. <laughs> yes. To get to, to Jake Vevera. Yeah. And it was it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of fun. That was a really great matchup. But Comedy Fight Club is like the one of the most fun things in comedy in New York. It's so fun for me. Yeah, we, it's we've comics being it. comics. You can just you can do whatever you want, say whatever you want. It's it's a catharsis for someone for our thi- for the topics we talk about in our show, which is fake internet outrage. People just get fake <laughs> outrage all the time, and so I love Comedy Fight Club because you can just there is no chance of fake outrage. You know, we all can take a joke and uh, we can go far, and you can just you know let loose. There yeah. are at least 20 things said every week that somebody could get outraged about. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there was one thing a couple weeks ago that I was sincerely afraid that we were all going to get uh, car bombed for doing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking that, uh, about, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Halloween, we had a Halloween weekend. We had comedians uh, in costume roasting the characters they were dressed as. And one of the matchups was a comedian dressed as Jesus versus a comedian dressed as Muhammad. <laughs> that and, was so funny. <laughs> and we had Jesus roasting Muhammad. Yeah. We, we should had, add the funny part of that was Muhammad was dre- like, he put a paper bag over his head. Yes. Right? He had- <laughs> He had a paper bag over That's his right. head, a shirt that said, please don't kill me, and a towel on top of the paper bag on his head. <laughs> <laughs> that was Comedy no. Fight Club's depiction of Muhammad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Fight Club for a lot of reasons. My big reason why is because it's it's very inclusive. Like, Matt... Matt Marin, by the way, doesn't like he's not very restrictive as to who he books on the show. So sometimes we have like people who are like practicing roasts to be on like a comedy club and they're really working hard and they're good at it. And sometimes it's just two random people who aren't funny yeah. who want to yeah. roast each other. And that's even funnier because then Matt gets to make fun of them in front of everybody for being not yeah. funny. Yeah, I you mean, I, well, there are people who've been doing comedy for a few months who aren't really quite. Uh, figured out how to be funny. I guess this is the very polite That's way the of me saying way they're not. Fu- That's the nicest way to say it. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, well, there's kind of a built in the audience determines the winner. And if someone does bad and it's in front of everyone, the audience is all there judging. And it's kind of, I feel like uh, sometimes the bad matchups are just as entertaining to watch as the good ones. That's what I mean. It's fun to watch people, just two friends who are like, you know, very new, just eat shit with each other on stage. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think that Comedy Fight Club has made at least 10 to 12 newbies quit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really, I, I credit Matt Marin for yes. helping thin the herd out in the New York comedy scene. So thank <laughs> that you for may, that. That may be the most altruistic thing I've done to, <laughs> for New York comedy. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So any other projects you've gone on besides uh, Fight Club at this point? Fight Club takes up a lot of my time because I'm writing for it every single week. Trying yeah, to get you do show you fresh yeah. jokes. Every, that's another thing yeah. we forgot to mention. <laughs> Matt has fresh jokes for all of his panelists and all of the uh, individual introductions every week. Right. Like he calls When he calls people up to roast, he'll have a little roast joke for them. Yeah. And so he's calling up 30 people. He's coming with 30 roast jokes. And then there's a panel of Comedy Five. I don't know exactly what the panel does, except they sit there and get roasted by Matt Marin. Yeah, well, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, we try giving them little segments. Like we have um, the harlot, Alex Engelbert. We have the segment, the harlot weighs in right before the main event. She'll kind of comment on everyone's fights so far. The uh, spirit animal, Justin Lanza, does the halftime report. We have the Pope's address where the Pope, Ben Switzer, will address everyone and tell them how they did. Usually it's just him telling everyone you're terrible and you can do better. Well, usually <laughs> that, that's also what Alex does too. Uh, yeah, Alex, does that yeah, also. Pretty much everyone's Justin <laughs> Justin Lanza surprised me is actually pretty encouraging. He's yes. probably the most positive of yes, the bunch. Justin is very yeah. encouraging. He's <laughs> And yeah. then we have Ben, who's like the angry, drunk stepfather. And you can't Andrew, who... And uh, Andrew's the bishop. Slings his bits. Yes, slings his bits. <laughs> and he's, bits. um, the, uh, whenever the Pope's not there, and he, uh, Ben's gonna, uh, is actually, he's got a job, bartending job, so he may not be there on Sunday. So this week we had, uh, the bishop's address at the end, and we had Andrew Just do the great. bishops. We have, um... Yeah. Chris, our mascot, who has no hands. Oh, we can't forget Chris. <laughs> Chris Crespo, who's actually uh, been on the show twice before with us here at the Fake Outrage Report. He guest hosted, and then he argued about guns for an hour with Sam yeah. Half one time. But if you're in New York City, uh, I definitely uh, would say, if you're bored on a Sunday night, go down to Lovecraft Bar, check out Matt Marin. Everyone that's on the panel that he just mentioned, by the way, is never sober for any of the things we just <laughs> mentioned. So it makes it fun. It's really just a bunch of comics getting drunk and slinging horrible jokes at each other. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a good place to hang out. Well, the interesting yeah. thing about Comedy Fight Club is I feel like there is a shelf life. So you have to see it while it's good. At, because at some point, so this is on Periscope. So you yeah. can actually, anyone can watch Comedy Fight Club on Periscope. At some point, one of the jokes is there, someone's going to tweet the joke and the, the, the text is going to be so ridiculous. And without the context, yeah. there's going to be a huge amount of internet outrage and, uh, you know, yeah, so on uh, Paris someone is going to murder Matt Marin. basically. Go on Periscope at Comedy Fight NYC and uh, that's how we're advertising the show. Uh, watch the show until someone takes something from it and gets us canceled because it's too offensive. <laughs> I can't wait until we have actual picketed protesters outside the bar. Like, yeah, that, that would be amazing. amazing. Nothing would make me and probably Matt or any of the people in the panel right. happier. Oh, oh, yeah, that'd be great. We've, we've had, like, <laughs> Facebook outrage already at yes. this point. When, yes. Yeah, we've had um, yeah, we've had people in, like, Facebook threads and stuff get upset about stuff we've done on the show before, but oh, I nothing, love it. nothing to the picket. But, yeah, outside of that, I pretty much just have my stand-up. Not to the level of outrage that we on. want. Yes, it's where we're going at. Yeah, any, I don't think I have any specific projects right now besides just my stand-up outside of Fight okay. Club right now. All right, awesome. And one of your other hustles that we... This is the first week I think we're ever going to have perfect transitions on the show. Yeah. We're, this is a, a, in the 40, however many episodes I've <laughs> done this. So one of your other hustles that you do uh, during the day, you're part-time, you work at Starbucks too, yes. right? 
We have some Starbucks outrage, Matt. Yes. Are you excited? I'm excited. <laughs> so the Starbucks cup outrage is back, everyone. The 2016 edition, because it happened in 2015. I guess there was a lesser version two years ago, too. This is actually one of the first things we talked about on the show when Jay, my founding co-host, uh, and I were doing like a layout and an intro. We mentioned this topic on the very first episode, the introductory episode of the fake outrage report. We talked about how silly the Starbucks cup outrage was. <laughs> and here we are yeah. a year later and it's back. So let me break down what happened here. Uh, this year they changed the color of the cup to green and it, there's a bunch of people on it. Apparently now you've seen yeah. the cup, Matt. Right? Yes. Yeah, so it's dr- I looked it up. Uh, I, like a customer said to me, Hey, I heard people are upset about the cup. And that was how <laughs> I found out about it. <laughs> nice. And then I Googled it and saw, so it's like a drawing of a bunch of different people's faces mm-hmm. that was drawn with one continuous line. So that's supposed to represent unity and all different people being together. And they're doing it for the week of the election because I get it's just the gesture of, oh, we're so polarized now, but this is a reminder we should all stay together. They and tried to do a nice thing. Yes. <laughs> basically. And it's just the color is just the actual normal cup is white cup with the green logo in the middle. This is just green with white in the middle. It's just reversing the colors. So you would think that nobody would think anything of it. Well, and I, it think, would... I guess people, it's an extension of last year's outrage because the outrage last year was based on people thought that it was an affront to their religion. It wasn't Christmassy enough. It was the war on Christmas thing. Like, you're trying to take yes. you know, Christmas Which, away from us. I don't know if you've been to a Starbucks. Um, I don't one, drink coffee, so I yes. no. <laughs> the one, uh, The one I'm in now, we're like a kiosk in a lobby. But we last year, I was in one that was like a hole in the wall. So it was like a store. We had speakers. For the entire month of November and December, I heard nonstop jingle bells. We <laughs> wish you a Merry Christmas. Santa Claus <laughs> is coming to town. Our blonde roast coffee for the month of December is called Christmas Blonde, and our dark roast is a Christmas brew blend coffee, and people were complaining our Starbucks cups were not Christmassy enough. Well, that's because no one was standing there blessing the cups. I could not escape fucking Christmas working there, and the CEO of of this private company, the CEO is Jewish. He doesn't have to do (laughs) Christmas anything. Wait, wait, his name is uh, Howard Schultz. And are, are we sure he's Jewish? Yeah. Are we sure? <laughs> Howard Schultz. <laughs> yeah. Are we sure? And he, he released a statement whenever he got mad, and he just said, and I'm quoting here, he said he wanted to celebrate the shared values and the need to be good to each other, unquote. That's it. That's the entire theme of this. Cup. How dare he? Yeah. yeah. How dare he try to get everyone to not be dicks to each other for fucking a week? The first tweet I saw when I looked it up. When it was like, oh, this artist puts up this, uh, does this one continuous line to represent unity. First tweet, I go to Starbucks for coffee, not political brainwashing. <laughs> what? How did you? How did you equate those two things? And the funniest one I saw, yeah. because it's a green cup. Someone said you're replacing the Christmas color with an Islamic color. I see what you're trying to do. An Islamic <laughs> colored cup. That's what it is. Some of these have to be trolls. They have to be. I, I can't accept that people are that dumb. I just can't. Yeah. They're really not going to like our new ISIS frappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes with a rolled up napkin just sitting on the top of it. Yes. You have to let it on fire before you drink it. Yeah. Like the flaming mo. I think but, this uh, is going to be a new holiday tradition. You know, like in Christmas season used to start with Thanksgiving. <laughs> now, you know, the annual outrage over the Starbucks yeah. cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I like really next do. next week, the red Starbucks cups. I was told by my manager, next week we're going back to the red cups. This is just for the week of the election yeah. to try and bring people together. Which, 
they're not going to be unoutraged until like the next holiday Starbucks cup is Jesus holding a gun. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. You is that, guzzling like a Frappuccino. And- I, I think in a weird way that p- people who are mad about this, when they see the actual holiday cups, which by the way, I, I saw them too. They look amazing this year. They're going to be like, oh yeah, we won. Like, I think there's going to be a small celebration of people who what, think is that... is it going to be saying Christmas stuff on no, it? No, but it's awesome. There's like, there's like a tree on the side going up the side, and it's it's really... They're really nice cups. I think okay. they nailed it this year. Well, I think that was the reason of That's the That's the strongest outrage. opinion, by the way, I've ever had about a cup. I just yeah. want to note that. <laughs> they really nailed the cup <laughs> yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I thought that was the reason for the outrage, is that people were cock-teased at the, at the, the Christmas cup. Like, some people have gotten a hold of the Christmas cup and put it online. And so everyone was expecting that. And then instead they dropped the uh, Islamic uh, political brainwashing pinko (laughs) kami ISIS cup. Because the CEO, um, Howard Schultz, is a Hillary supporter. I think people were thinking that when he says unity, he means liberal. I don't know. We all know those Jews. They're so pro-Islamic. I I wanted to ask you, because obviously we're we're all based in New York City. You you work in Midtown, right? Yes. And so New York's pretty liberal. Now, has anybody other than the one guy that said I heard people were mad, has anyone said anything to you about it at all? No. I mean, it's also because the Starbucks I'm in is a kiosk and a lobby, so we get more people who are just there for their morning coffee more so than the Starbucks crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which pretty- helps because I've picked up shifts in other stores and that's when you get the girls who need a little less chai in their chai tea latte. And Dude, the Starbucks crowd, by the way, they are very rabid and loyal to their product. Yes. When I was, uh, I first started uh, at a job in New York City, I was uh, the overnight doorman at a hotel and there was a Starbucks across the street that didn't open until like 7.15. So people would come out at like 6.30 yeah. and they'd be like, it's not up. Like they would start having like mental breakdowns in front of the Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. And then I would suggest to them like, oh, there's uh, three indie coffee shops a block from here and yeah. a Dunkin' Donuts two blocks, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, I'm yeah. sorry, two blocks north of here. And they talk to me as if I just like raped their daughter. Like how could you say so, like, Dunkin' Donuts? How dare yeah. you suggest I drink I've, anything? I've like jokingly said, I'm, I had, I've had like customers coming with Dunkin' Donuts coffee cups and I'll be like, oh, well, you're not allowed back in here. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't actually mean like... Because, I mean, I'm a comic. I'm just working at Starbucks because on part-time hours I can get health insurance. And the pay is actually just as good as other jobs that other comedians I know are doing that are seen as, like, more respectable than working at a coffee shop. But, I mean, flexible hours and health insurance. You can't and, top that. And there's, a, and there's a Starbucks across the street on either side of the building I'm in. <laughs> like, they're, they're everywhere. And but yeah, I I mean I haven't had anyone complain. Even last year with the Christmas cup, or the holiday cup, if anything, a customer would laugh about the fact that people are outraged. But that's kind of also being in New York City. You're kind of in the bubble where you don't yeah. really, you don't hear a lot of like. I can count on one hand the amount of Trump supporters I know personally. Be, or that I see on a regular basis. Yeah, and I would imagine too that at whatever seven o'clock in the morning, however yeah. early it is, I don't think people give a fuck what you're serving them in. Yeah, you know, they're just like you could serve them in like an old shoe or a cup that said like "I love balls" or like yeah. you know anything that would be degrading or stupid. Yeah, and they would still do it. They're also finance yeah. people. They have like like I feel like if you're successful, you have more to worry about than whether or not a cup is Christmassy enough. Yeah, when you're laying down sixty-five hour weeks at the you know hedge fund place, yeah. you don't give a fuck. What color your cup I is? I doubt these just... people tweeting their anger about the Islamic holiday cup are the <laughs> are CEOs anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
What even, kind of tweet? What kind of angry tweets has this caused? Well, some of them were just the general like "fuck you, Starbucks." Yeah. But some of them were like he was mentioning. They're very political. Like you know, how dare you try to you know ruin Christmas with the not like trying to sw- sway the election towards Hillary? <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, we all oh, know yeah. a green cup with a line clearly. You know, Democrat. I was going to vote for Trump until I saw the Starbucks Unity Cup. Yeah. And now, you know what? I, I, I'm I with her. I had two <laughs> sips of that walnut mocha, and I was like, you know what? I'm liberal now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, fuck, it's truly unbelievable, man. It really is. And so, actually, I wanted to ask you one other thing. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever fuck with people at 7 in the morning? Um, If I know, because th- I see the same people every day. You work so like an office I, building, so it's yeah. clockwork. Yeah, okay. if I know them, I've done stuff. Or if, like, uh, they say something that's kind of, like, stupid. The same way I would, like, mess with anyone. Um, I mean, not, like, the same way I'd mess with my comic friends entirely. Yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> but, like, that. if I do, how was your weekend? And they were, like, they were in Boston. They went to the Red Sox game. The next time they're there, instead of their name on the cup, all right, go Yankees. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> something to piss them off like that. Like, little things. Or there's one if girls there often, for, or guys there often that I know I'll na- put their name as most annoying customer. <laughs> just kind of, I try not to be too hacky about it. Well, <laughs> too the, cheesy. See, those people ball, like that kind much of humor, of a, though. They do, but I would kill myself if I was being that much of a cornball. <laughs> I was afraid I was going to get fired within, like, the first month working there for saying something too offensive to someone. But I've gotten, uh, I think I've come to a middle ground where I can joke around with people and not feel so corny but not go <laughs> so far that i'm gonna say something that offends someone you ever try to pick up a girl that way right like cute blonde girl or something on the cup and try to no no the the answer is yes i'm just wondering how <laughs> i want to word it in case i tell I mean, i'm friendly with some of my starbucks customers i may tell them that i talked about starbucks in a podcast and try and get them to listen but i don't oh, know fuck if yeah please do i don't know if i want them to listen if i start talking about the girls i've dated from in the building okay so the answer is yes that yes. you've done that though yeah okay. uh, well actually well, really just the one special one right the one special girl that you really like right matt Oh the yeah, one? of course. Yeah, yeah. the one yeah. special girl. <laughs> yes, the one, the one go. special girl who uh, knows who she is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or no, maybe actually, she doesn't. It was, it, yeah, it was. Ne- uh, there was one girl who I would like. Uh, uh, more than one girl who I would like write on the cup like a message, and it, that never worked. Um, what okay. worked would be if I was just being friendly with them and talking to them and kind of the conversation led to what are you doing this weekend or, oh, I'll be in that area too. And that just kind of organically happened. When I first got there, I hadn't figured that out yet. I was just like, this girl's hot. I'm going to write beautiful as her name on her cup and she's going to love me. <laughs> and then she's, <laughs> then she's just like, comes in the next day, like avoiding eye contact with me. <laughs> uh, I don't want to tell my coworkers that I just may have lost us a customer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about the Starbucks girls that you made reference to earlier that need less chai in their chai latte. Oh, who those are, kind. Yeah. Well, you know who, who, I these, mean. who are the annoying Starbucks customers? Um, I don't. I get very few of them. I'd say more than tourists are pretty annoying to deal with because they'll stand there with a line of ten people behind them trying to figure out how to pronounce everything bagel, <laughs> 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 like, or just like pointing to a pastry and having no idea. At this point, I know like. If someone says a chocolate, I know that's a chocolate croissant at this point. <laughs> or if someone say, I know like different names for things because of people who make the same mistake oh, because totally. it's in different language. I had to learn like different slang like for, you know, like people when they want a bathroom, they ask for the toilet. Yes. Or if they want the elevator, they ask for the lift. Yeah. That's all foreign shit I had to yeah. learn in New York. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, I don't get a lot of that, but that's. 
I think it's the kind of girl that has just never been told no her entire life and is uh, just comes in and gets their pumpkin spice latte and it's a little too strong and they've never had the mindset of where if I get something and I don't quite like it, I'm just taking it and going and go, ah, oh, that could have been better. But I was not, I guess, raised in a way that everything needs to be the way that I want it at all times. And I feel like that's the kind of person that does that. Have you ever gotten like a ridiculous complaint? Like I asked for like extra cream and like one squirt of caramel, not two or like, I don't know what the thing is, but anything like super ridiculous that sticks out. Not the requests themselves aren't ridiculous. I've had people who have like drinks that are very specific, but then if you mess it up, they'll be, they'll kind of like say, no, I want it like this. And a lot of them will be polite. It's more so the way they go about it. Like if you have a normal drink, but you're a total bitch about the way you're telling me I <laughs> didn't do it your way. Yeah. That's going to annoy me more than you have a co- if you had a complicated drink. But you're like laughing at the fact that yeah, it's a. I'm sorry. I'm. Rid- it's a really ridiculous drink. Um, I I really like it this way. But if you just got a normal drink and you were like, are you sure this has the amount of right pumps? Everywhere I've gotten this before, it doesn't have that. Then I'm like. I'm going to give it to you again, and I'm going to try and, like, say I have to go to the bathroom, and I'm going to give you the drink the same exact way I made it before, (laughs) or if anything, I'll do more of what you didn't like, and then just leave, so you have to ask someone else. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I probably shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case your boss happens to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. Those people need to get taught the hard way, though. You know what I mean? The pain in the ass customers. Anyway, so back to the the cup outrage. Yeah. Uh, Let's slap a verdict in this one. I'm going to go fake outrage. This is super silly. It really is. This is dumb. It's not even outrage over something that exists. This isn't the Holiday Cup. It's just people that didn't know that the Holiday Cup comes out next week. So fake outrage. 100% for me. That's my vote. I think this is obvious. You know, I I think the internet was supposed to be better than this, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The internet, I mean, I read about the internet coming, you know, like in the 90s, like how it was going to change everything. And it has changed everything. But this part of it, where just everyone is so shitty and people just, when you give people a soapbox who don't deserve it, and uh, like it was supposed to, you know, make it from the bottom up and everyone has a voice, but everyone shouldn't have a voice. We need to get back to filtering. Uh, so that's it. Fake outrage. Okay. It makes you nostalgic for Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> Matt um, Marin, how do you feel about this? I think it's fake outrage. I think it's, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, we could talk about this all day. I think people on social media... Uh, just go out of their way to try and prove they're a good person and they'll latch on to whatever the thing is. And I think this is obviously that. <laughs> Definitely fake outrage. So close that one. Next topic. I, I'm really excited we have Matt for this one too because this is this is something that I think he'll be on board for. And I think the Fight Club audience is going to be on board for something like this. This story comes from Broadhead, Wisconsin which is about 100 miles southwest of Milwaukee. What happened was, at a high school, the Broadhead High School, it was announced in the morning announcements. And and by the way, uh, I'm a little... I'm like 30 now, and you're a little older, and you're about 32, right? Me? I'm 26. 26, okay. Yeah. Fuck you, man, whatever. So, <laughs> I, I may look 30, Oh, so. no, no, no. That, yeah. So that's... And I may look like I'm 23 to yeah. some people, but yeah. yeah. So when morning announcements, when you're in high school, was yeah. it over the intercom, or did they have video yet? No, it was over the intercom. Okay, so yeah. apparently kids now have video... The uh, principal, like... Does like, they, like do a video or? like broadcast to the school oh, wow. now in the morning in some high schools, which okay. is cool. Yeah. And so for the morning announcements one morning, the students that were doing like the, you know, the dress to the school announced that there was a car accident with a drunk driver and four students from the school died. 
and they played a really sad video tribute. You have their hearts out to the friend and family. Ten minutes later, they come back on and they tell the school they were just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And they did it because they wanted it to be a safe driving like PSA. Okay. (laughs) So they told the whole entire high school full of people that four of their friends were dead. (laughs) <laughs> and then they said Complete with the video tribute Complete with, a, with, with like soft piano music too I watched the video It's like they, super sad They have like the pictures of the kids' faces Yes <laughs> <laughs> Okay Oh my god Oh man It was fucking So yeah uh, The first thing I thought When I was putting the, the outline together for the show I'm like Oh we have Matt Marin in the show And then I was like If him and Crespo were vice principals of a high school This is totally something they would do Oh yeah like, And Chris would be the driver <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to be drunk to kill people. <laughs> Chris Crespo, for those of you who don't know him, has no arms. Yes. Yeah, so so that, that's explaining the joke to people yeah. who you know didn't hear the other episode with him on it. Uh, and so there was a lot of local outrage in this Wisconsin town. People were super upset that they did this because people were freaking out. I mean, and rightfully so, yeah. they were freaking out because people were crying and texting. Apparently, these people, uh, the students that were agreed to be a part of this thing they didn't tell their families that uh like they were going to be part of a video later in the day so friends were texting their families being like oh hey i'm sorry to hear about your son dying 10 (laughs) minutes ago (laughs) well how long was it before they let everyone know it was a joke like 10 minutes they did the they did the thing so within 10 minutes it blew up that yeah great well of course in a small town i guess that's big i mean imagine being told that your friend died You'd be freaking out. You would be really upset for 10 minutes. Well, yeah. I guess, be, I, yeah, I would be too, but I guess because I was never really in school, I, like the time when I was in school, social media and texting and all wasn't as like, I, I was in school during 9-11 and I d- it was like, we didn't know what happened for hours. So the idea that in 10 minutes, everyone would know something that happened is still kind of foreign to me in school. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because nine eleven for me, uh, I didn't. Yeah, we didn't find out for like an hour or two. Yeah, at you, least you were what, like sixth grade, seventh grade. Six, yeah, sixth grade. Okay. I wonder if they, there. you know, they heard the news, then they're so stunned that they stopped, you know, listening to the announcement. You know, like I, pre- people probably didn't totally understand that that was a joke. Then after they said it for ten minutes later, I mean, ten minutes later, you're probably not paying attention to the. Oh, and today for lunch we have tacos. Like, why would you start? You would probably stop listening. Like after the this idea topic. that I would send out a text to someone based on something I heard in the morning announcements makes like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. I mean, I guess that's life now for yeah. thirteen through seventeen year olds all across yeah. the country. Uh, I don't know. See, I imagine the way they did it, and I obviously wasn't there. Was they did the announcement, signed off, and then let people start their classes, and then ten minutes later came back on and, and did it. Like, let it sink in yeah. for a while. I don't think they did the other announcements. That would su- Imagine being a teacher, having to, like, follow that. <laughs> You're like, okay, I know you guys are really sad, but we have a quadratic formula to go over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're going to learn geometry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the physics class. Like, okay, so uh, let's see how this happened. Chris's car was going at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and it hit the other car at an angle of 45 degrees and the yeah. blood alcohol content of the driver was 1.5 <laughs> <laughs> oh, how long did he have to did he have to fly through the air before his skull faced to the lethal 100 newtons of force yeah. <laughs> oh man Oh, yeah, that's that's great. And so people were mad. Obviously, they went on social media and were super pissed because I would imagine for some kids, too, it's just embarrassing to like, you know, you started crying in class. 
You know what I mean? Or something like that. But anyway, one of the student council... What a fag. Yeah, what a dick. One of his <laughs> friends died. in class. Oh, bitch. Because your friend died. Suck it up and learn your Loser. equations. Yeah. <laughs> and so... One of the student council members who helped plan this event out, they went online and they had this thing where they said that they're kind of happy that people were upset about it. And they'd rather have their fellow students be upset about, you know, a fake sort of prankish PSA than an actual death at the school happening. And I have to agree with her. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather people be upset about someone not dying than someone dying. But I feel like people are more upset at the people for pulling the prank than they are thinking about why you shouldn't drink and drive which i think is what the point was yeah i mean you're right they got the conversation started but it was the wrong conversation yeah is what the you're conversation saying? was about pranking like uh the it's more like you ever see some some of those anti-smoking commercials out there make me more upset at the person who made the commercial than the fact that people are smoking oh yeah like there's a certain one that they run during yankees games where there's like a person dying yeah and you know what i'm talking about where they're like this person's dying and they're in the hospital and they've yeah. got gangrene and they're getting their feet fucking cut off because yeah. they smoke cigarettes and it's like that just ruined my day like thanks asshole yeah <laughs> like, that's i'm yeah. i'm that's not going to make me less likely to smoke then as much as it's going to make me more likely to not want to want to leave the room during commercial breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just think it uh, didn't get what they intended to get out of it. Okay. By doing it. So as far as the verdict goes in this one, would you say that the outrage is pretty legitimate because they I'd say did so. it in poor taste? I think faking deaths in general is never the right thing to do. So I would say so. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the only time you're ever going to hear Matt Marin say that, by the way. So we have it on recording that he's not on board for a dark joke. No, I don't don't think it was funny. (laughs) I I think that's pretty funny. I mean... Uh, our removed perspective. I well, think I didn't funny. say I'm not on board with it. I say I understand the outrage. Also, yeah, like I'm not saying they should they shouldn't be allowed to do it necessarily. Yeah. Okay, that's like that's the mindset with Fight Club. Is I'll defend anyone's right to go and try something, but if it bombs, I'm not going to say that they should have been okay. The crowd should have been okay with it. Mm-hmm. And but I'm all for I'm all for people going for something and trying something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if people are going to be upset about it, that's, you know, you can't have the, if the spirit of freedom of speech is I should be able to say whatever I want, people should be able to react however they want. <laughs> yeah, no, mm. you're definitely right. Sandeep Sen, how do you feel? Oh, I got to go legit outrage. You know, like with Comedy Fight Club, when you walk into the venue, you know what you're getting. And so then you don't have the right, I don't think, to be, to get offended. But when you're, when you're sitting, listening to announcements and you have an expectation that no one's going to be messing with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's just a little narcissistic to be like, all right, this is important to me and I'm going to make everyone, you know, care about it as much as me. And I'm going to like make everyone else miserable just so I can get my point across. So I got to go legit outrage on this. Okay. I'm going to have to agree with you guys. Definitely. You really... Shouldn't be messing with the hearts and minds of like 13 and 14 year old impressionable minds that way. Now some kid's going to be now dead at the school and everyone's going to be like, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's alive. What are you trying to sell us on now? Yeah, (laughs) some gun safety PSA. Yeah, Yeah, trying to get us to do a fundraiser for you or sell candy bars this year or some stupid whatever whatever (laughs) shit they do. In middle schools these days, they just like teenagers are jaded and angst. They just they just jaded like you know everyone at th- age thirteen now. Now those kids are gonna be like, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> they just make everyone's gonna turn goth. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be an actual car wreck in front of the high school with like ambulances showing up. Kids are gonna be like, yeah, sure. They're they're really acting this out good. This is really they're they're really they're trying this time. <laughs> like that kind of shit. 
Um, and so that just about wraps that one up. Legit outrage in that one. Before we always jump on out of here, we always give our guests the opportunity. Matt Marin, is there anything you're currently upset about in the universe that you want to let off some steam on? I was, I've been talking to a few people recently about, um, I mean, I guess people who aren't comedians won't be able to relate to this as much, but because I feel em. like on fate, huh? Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> I feel like on social media, my not, everyone's kind of like, when you give everyone a microphone, it's all kind of, I feel like you're putting your, you're amplifying yourself in some way. And I feel like non-comedians are always putting up stuff that's kind of like, look how good of a person I am. Like, that's kind of the subtext behind everything. They're saying comedians are always kind of putting up, look how funny of a person I am, which is at least more entertaining. I think there's a Venn diagram there. Well, I would, what, <laughs> what upsets me, I guess what I would be quote unquote outraged about is I feel like because of the election, all of my, a lot of my comedian friends are now doing the look how good of a person I am because I don't like Trump or because I this, because I that. And I feel like. I know it's I guess it's just the upsetting that I want my comedian friends to go back to trying to be funny and stop acting like non my non comedian friends. Like I go to my I go on Facebook to and I, I, like my little brother would come with me and look through my Facebook feed because he knows I'm friends with so many comedians, there'll be something funny. And I feel like there's less of that now because everyone's just posting, Oh, can you believe this candidate said this or this candidate's under investigation, this candidate should be under investigation, this person from this uh, Senate state running for Senate said this and no one's ever changed their mind on something because <laughs> of a meme because of a meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're definitely right. And, and it, that actually is exactly what this show is about. It is about people on the internet trying to look better than other people, so they yeah. knock other people down and tell them that they're bad people. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's what fake outrage is. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of... I mean, I think it manifests itself in outrage, but I think everybody kind of has that in them where you want to feel like you are a good person. But I think a lot of times the way people go about doing that is to point out something a celebrity said or did or someone's Halloween costume that was racist or and if you're going out <laughs> and saying that I thought this was awful now it's like look how good of a person I am I'm standing up for something mm -hmm. because you're actually not really standing up for anything in your life and this is the way you get to feel like you're doing something I could not have outlined the entire purpose of this show better <laughs> in less than two minutes than Matt Marin just did uh, and also too I think that as an extension of what you're saying there's another angle too where I think there's a, a certain sect of comedy now that just is that. Yeah. It's people, it's no longer jokes and surprises. It's just, how can I out-liberal this fucking person? How can I be the most, you know, pro-whatever-this-issue might yeah. be in the room? How can I prove to everyone that I'm so fucking on board with this issue? It's you almost know? going more for people clapping for you than laughing at you. Colin Quinn said in, uh, a few years ago in the speech he was giving at uh, Montreal, he said, if you get more applause breaks than you do laughs, you're not a comedian. You are a pandering populist. Mm. <laughs> and I love that quote. Yeah, I, I think social media has a lot to do with that because I've noticed if I post something on Facebook that is more of a thought about something that a lot of people agree with, they'll like it, and I'll get more likes than if I put up a joke that's just a kind of a punchline, which is like, then it's kind of like, okay, a lot of people, a lot of comedians use social media as kind of like an open mic where they'll like put up something, and if it gets a lot of likes, oh, I'll try that on stage. Mm -hmm. But jokes don't get as many likes as statements people agree with. I put up a picture of a sunset the other day. Yeah. 80 fucking likes. <laughs> 
You put up a picture of a I, sunset? Yeah. You disgust me. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I was having a happy moment. I put up a joke, <laughs> and I'll be happy for 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, what the fuck, internet? You know? That's not even sad. The internet was supposed to be better than this. Yeah. We were supposed to be well, I would have friends of mine, non-comedian friends of mine, have told me that they like my Facebook jokes, but they don't want to like them because they don't want people seeing that they like them if it's something dirty or dark. And Pussies. so, yeah, but they have no problem liking a, me saying something that a girl on Tinder said to me. And it's like, oh, I've been rejected by a girl on Tinder, too. I'll like that. Like, yeah. Well, at risk of this turning into an actual open mic, I think we'll we'll wrap it up right yeah. there. <laughs> You're outrageous about the way social media is going in the direction. And definitely that's what I started this show for. Yeah. A year ago is I wanted to kind of try to separate what is something you're supposed to be mad about? Yes. But, you know, with the, re- with the rest of the internet. Or yes. it's supposed to be My outrage is about other people's outrage. <laughs> I'm not hypocritical at all. <laughs> backlash to the backlash. So before we head out, uh, Matt Marin, you can follow him online at? At Real Matt Marin on Twitter and Instagram. And at Comedy Fight NYC is for Comedy Fight Club on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Yeah, definitely Periscope Sunday nights. Check it out. They start around 10-ish or so. Uh, you can follow us at Fake Outrage Rept on Twitter, which we really have to stop being half-assed and start using again uh email us anytime you want at the fake outrage report at gmail.com and uh sandeep send anything before we rocking out of here uh till next week kids all right peace and love